Welcome to your biggest deal podcast with Joseph Williams. Let's go. Connecting you with top real estate professionals and entrepreneurs from around the country about the deals, strategies, and motivation that made them successful and will help you reach the next level. This is your biggest deal with Joseph Williams. Wow. We just finished up with John Scholler. Um, out of Charleston, West Virginia, and uh, learned about uh, his multiple faceted uh, real estate business. Uh, he touched base real quick on the deal so nice, they flipped it twice. Uh, so they actually flipped the same house twice over a, a couple year period um, and uh, profited both times. So definitely a unique story there. Uh, he also talked a lot about being being the go-to person in your community and uh, I think the tips that he gives during this um, are just are just excellent about how to connect and shake hands with people so without further ado uh, here's John Scholler. Well, let's welcome John Scholler to the Your Biggest Deal podcast. Uh, he's a real estate investor uh, based out of West Virginia I believe. Um, so John if you could just kind of kick it off and uh, tell us who you are, where you came from and kind of what got you going in your current trajectory within uh, your investing. Yeah Joseph I appreciate you having me on. So yeah I, I am primarily a real estate investor. I'm a private money lender as well. I own several other businesses but uh, this being a real estate podcast we'll keep it focused on that. Uh, so I joined up with my partners here in Charleston, West Virginia, about four and a half years ago. Uh, we moved here for my wife to go to nursing assistant school. Uh, she has since graduated and working locally. And uh, about four and a half years of uh, investing with my partners, we've now flipped over 160 homes together. Uh, we have some rentals. We have some RTO homes. Uh, and we do some wholesaling as well. And uh, that's what we do. And then my wife and I are also private money lenders inside of the company. Yes, it sounds like um, you are pr pretty well established in all different aspects of uh, of real estate. Uh, uh, you know, kind of one leads to another. A lot of times, when you're starting to flip, you're like, "Well, let's control our own deal flow. Let's try to do a little, try to find some deals through wholesale. This one doesn't work for us. We're going to wholesale it out instead of keeping this one for a flip and whatnot." So um, that's something that I always look at. Uh, uh, doing as well for sure. So when you when you look at uh, real estate in the Charleston area, you moved. Where'd you move from to get into that city? So we actually moved from uh, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. Okay. So well, that's that. That was our home base, but we were doing uh, travel nursing. My wife was a travel nurse before that, so we lived in uh, a few places in California: Palo Alto, Los Angeles, uh, Pacifica, and then we actually lived in Maui for three months, and then D.C. Wow. And then finally, uh, she applied back to go to. Uh, grad school for nursing, uh, nurse anesthesia. And that's what got us here for Marshall university. Oh, awesome. Yeah. My wife's a nurse and maybe I need to tell her to start doing some travel. <laughs> that, so, it's, so, uh, so we can hit up Maui. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's the greatest thing about it. I mean, they pay for where you live, they pay you a higher salary and uh, they yep. pay for your moving expenses. Yeah. She tell, obviously we're kind of in this COVID post COVID world right now. And, uh, um, a lot of people there are on contract, you know, um, and uh, so we're based out of Richmond, Virginia. So she works at, uh, at uh, here in Richmond. And uh, so we're not too far away when it comes to that. So when it comes to your biggest deal, uh, you said your big, your biggest, biggest deal, I guess, uh, was uh, involved with a private investor. So you kind of didn't want to go down that road. What deal did you want to tell us about today? Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, to explain that a little bit further, we do work, we work primarily with private money. So all of our deals are funded through outside investors, uh, just people, not banks, not institutions, not hard money. 
so some of that we uh, respect the the, uh, the lenders and keep their privacy, you know, uh, on deals and things. You know, people don't want to know what they're making and all that, which is understandable. Uh, but what's nice is my wife and I, like I said, we're private money investors inside the company, so I can divulge those numbers no problem. So uh, the deal that I was going to talk with you about, uh, we'll call it Glow Drive. That was the that was the address. And this one's interesting because, like I said, I joined up with my partners about four and a half years ago, uh, and they had been flipping for about two years prior to that. And this house, they had actually flipped before, and it came up as a foreclosure. We got a call from the bank, so it was going to go up, and we were like, wait, Andrew, well, my partner said, I think I know that address. And sure enough, we look it up in our before folder uh, where we keep all of our properties, and sure enough, it was the same house again. So what happened was they actually flipped it, sold it, then that owner sold it to somebody else, and then that person actually got foreclosed on, and we went in and scooped it up again. And I actually have all the numbers and stuff if you want to go over them. I don't know how much detail you want on the deal, uh, but it, it was a fun one, and we gross profit. Uh, it was actually it was after realtor and closing costs and everything. Made about 61000 Yeah, that's a that's a good one, sixty. Uh, I, I love it when uh, I always try to tell people and myself is, always underwrite very conservatively right so I'll, I'll always go in like i know i can get 30 out of this one and then like especially in this market it's like hmm, maybe i can get 40 oh wait a couple more months oh now the market just keeps going up 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 you know i think i can get 70 for this you know it's like, it's like he keeps going and going now um i'm interested in uh first off what uh, your partners have bought it for uh, originally, and then three and a half years later, what the bank ended up selling to you again for? Uh, how, how did that look? I, I actually don't have the first numbers. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have those available. I'd have. To, I might be able to get back in the Dropbox and find that. Uh, but the numbers on our deal, I have them right here. So we actually picked it up for one hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars is what we bought it from. Bought it for. Uh, and keep keep in mind the value on this thing was about two forty, so one hundred thirty six, and it already been flipped, so it didn't need a lot of work. So we only had to put twenty two thousand dollars into it, and that we went fast on this one. We didn't nickel and dime the contractors. We knew with the margin on it, and we just wanted to go fast. Uh, so we did paint, floor, granite, appliances, and of course we had holding costs and stuff like that. So we were all in for about one fifty eight seven. We sold it for two forty after closing costs and realtor, which is about almost nineteen grand. Uh, our gross profit on it was sixty one three, uh, so sixty one thousand three hundred dollars, and we did this quickly. I think the whole deal was like three months, and the 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 only reason it took that long is I'm sure you know this. Some lenders make you hold the property for ninety days before you can sell it again. Uh, some loans uh, for the from the purchaser standpoint, and so we did have to wait to close it. Um, and that Rihanna and I put up all the money. So it was 158.7 all in. And we typically do a third on the deal, but because this was a layup for the company, we agreed with Steve and Andrew that we would fund it at 25% of the, of the profit. And so Rihanna and I made 15,300, which was thir just to us, not to the company, but just to us was a 30% annualized yeah, ROI. That's awesome. So that's yeah. awesome. That's a great return in that time frame. Uh, just something to call out, you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize that a quick flip is three months. You know, they forget, they think, they, they think, they think all flips are three months, you know, really it's, it's really around, around six. You know, if you can yes. do a normal flip in, in five, four to five, that's pretty quick. Um, what, you know, what you did here was, uh, you know, what I call lipstick. People forget, uh, you know, 
inspections, 30 days to close, 45 days to close. In your case, you had to deal with the FHA loan where uh, you have to own the property for at least 90 days. I saw one uh, a couple months back where it was around that $70,000 mark. And not only did we have to wait for the time frame, we all, they also hit me like, I think the Friday before a Monday close or a Thursday before a Monday close that they wanted to have a second appraisal because the price had increased so much. Mm -hmm. So then, so I get a call at three o'clock on a Thursday. Then we have to wait inspection. Then it has to go back to the bank. It ended up pushing it back like another 21 days, like business days. So basically a whole other month, you know, I was like, Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Like you're ready. You're ready to finally get the check after all the hard work. So uh, yeah, well, congratulations on that one. That, that's awesome. So when you, uh, I want to want to go back to, the, you said the bank calling you. So how did you create that relationship with the local bank? Um, how do they know how to call? How did you interact with them? Because most people, especially in this crazy market we're in now, it, foreclosures are gone. You know, I mean, you see some stuff on Zillow or something like that says pre-foreclosure. Odds are, if you're not buying it literally at the courthouse steps via auction, which those prices have kind of got out of control too, um, how do you put yourself in a position to ha a partner with a bank or have the bank reach out to you before um, it goes to the public it's actually super simple shake hands mm -hmm. shake hands you need to go into every bank especially your local banks the bigger banks are going to be harder of course they have so many layers to get through but your local banks oftentimes the people that deal with these or make the decisions on them are working in that back office of that of that community bank so go in there shake hands tell them what you do um, tell them you know we're serious cash buyers if you guys have a property you can't get rid of or you want to get rid of it or you don't want to take it back uh, you know sometimes these banks a lot of people don't understand this, but banks aren't in mm -hmm. the real estate business. They don't want real estate. They, they just want the loans. They want to make money on the money. They don't want anything to do with real estate. And oftentimes they don't even understand the market. They don't understand the values. Like um, they're going off of the appraisal, the appraiser. They, they don't, they, them themselves don't understand. They're not in that game. Uh, banks sell money. And so that's why they want to get out of these properties quickly, especially if it's run down or beat up. They don't even want to take the time to like get it ready to list again. So they'll call us and just say, hey, you guys interested in this one? Let's walk through it. And uh, so that's what we did. We shook hands with every community bank inside of our area and other people to shake hands with lawyers, divor divorce lawyers, almost any type of attorney, um, tax people, uh, um uh, mm -hmm. money management people, Any, anybody that deals with real estate or property or people with money, they need to know who you are and what you do. Yeah. And, uh, there, there's a, uh, there's a YouTuber out there, or, uh, I guess he's a, a guru probably at this point, uh, based out of that Phoenix marker, Phoenix, Phoenix market. And, uh, he says, TTP, baby, TTP, talk to people, just tell them what you do, shake hands. And I mean, you're just, you know, reverberating that uh, to our audience here. Uh, you know, that's something that in all reality, a lot of people get better at. Uh, and it's hard to do when you're new, right? Uh, to, to just walk in and say, I'm an investor. So uh, I would I would recommend, you know, getting a couple of deals under your belt and then, you know, actively trying to build those relationships just so you can be a little bit more educated, you know, with how things are going. You've got your team in place. You've got your lenders in place, things like that, uh, to make that deal with uh, a bank or a probate attorney or whoever it might be. Uh, 
go super smooth, right? Because that's what they no, want. No matter what you do, keep your word. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. So if you tell the bank you're going to buy it, you better buy it. Um, yeah. Because if they're not going to keep calling you, like you're not going to not going to keep wasting their time. Yeah. And sometimes even if they, let's say that they you finally got the bank to call you to meet you and do a deal. And the deal is a little tight. It works, but it's a little tight. You wish the margins were a little bit better. Keep in mind that's an investment. Mm-hmm. So you buy that first deal from the bank, and maybe your margin, maybe your normal margin is like, I got to at least make 25 and on this deal you're only making 20 yep. Well, that $5,000 difference is going towards buying a deal from the bank and establishing a relationship that now they'll send you more deals because you bought from them, you kept their word, your word, and you didn't waste their time. And so that, that's an Yeah, because they're calling you because they want to hit the easy button. Right. You know, I mean, that's more the easy button for them having to, you know, go through the whole process, like you said, make repairs, hiring contract, get the grass cut in the summer. You know, I mean, uh, I I was looking at a foreclosure uh, uh, vacation style home on the river and I I talked to the guy. He was cutting the grass and I was like, hey, give me a little, you know, insight or whatever. He said, I don't know. I've been cutting the grass here for eight months. And this was like this was an eight hundred thousand dollar house, you know, that was on the auction block, uh, sitting on the roof. He said he's been cutting the grass for eight months. It's been vacant that, that he knows about, oh you know. So it's like, what did other other carrying calls with a property like that? Uh, it's just you know a million dollars sitting there to the bank. But yeah, great advice to um, anyone out there. It's not only uh, you know generating leads yourself via however you're doing it online or direct mail or whatever. It's really uh, partnering with the people around you. Uh, in creating that community for you to be the solution, um, you know, when, when the time's right. Uh, and and uh, John here named a lot of great re- resources there. Uh, and because uh, they're selling them to somebody. So you want to go put your head right. in the game, you know. Just, just be yeah. known locally. I mean, we surprise people. We probably, we're on pace this month. We've bought about a house a month. So we're averaging about a house a month. Um, our goal is 40 houses a year. So we're actually a little bit ahead of pace on that on, so far, but uh, sorry. Yeah. About 40 hours a year. We're a little bit ahead of pace, but a lot of people are surprised. when like, what is y'all, what do y'all do mm-hmm. for marketing? What's your marketing budget? That's amazing. Uh, and you've been a house a week, correct? Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. About, about a house a week. And we, we haven't spent, we haven't outside of our hosting our website, I guess we have. Not yeah. But you're talking in comparison, uh, hosting week. a website, just, that's just, that's just, like the yellow pages nowadays, right? Yeah, um, or, or whatever. The, back in the day, <laughs> where you're looking at your uh, people that are, are wholesaling, or, or they're just trying to feed their funnel into larger uh, organizations, where they're spending tens of thousands of dollars every month just on direct mail, just on pay per click. So being able to generate that word of mouth and being considered, um, in all reality, a local, uh, a local uh, resource for the community. Um, and being known in, in the community. Yep. Our Facebook page has a little bit over 13,000 followers. And yeah, that's and amazing. I'm guessing at least 10,000 are local. And so when we, we post on there, we do coming soon videos. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, we just stay active. Uh, we have an Instagram page as well. And it just once you're known locally, um, you just yep. you just want to become omnipresent, they call it. Like anywhere anybody thinks of you, they when somebody thinks yep. of selling their home, they think of your company. It's the first thing that comes to mind, and you got to get there as quickly as you can. It's going to take time. Keep in mind, we've been doing this uh, four and a half years yep. with me and the partners, but about six, seven years total uh, locally. And I would say that we're probably the biggest flippers. Um, I'm not sure about in the state. That would be hard to determine, but definitely locally. I would have to imagine because uh, Charles, yeah. Charleston's 
is it the biggest city in West Virginia? It's it's one of the biggest cities, but it's still not. I mean, it's still only you know, it's like sixty thousand people. Yeah, definitely bigger than Beckley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for a good whitewater rafting, there you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful uh, out there. Oh, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. Is it wild and wonderful, West Virginia? Yeah, there it is. I'm just down in Virginia, so all we gotta do is just pop across yep. the mountain there. Um, so we always like to ask, you know, how you're pretty established. But when you first started started out, uh, and maybe it was the the big monetary deal with one of your investors, like what's it what what changed your mindset, or how did it change your life uh, focusing on real estate? Uh, you said you own a lot of business, so it doesn't really sound like you came from the the corporate W two two world and snuck out and and went down that. It sounds like you were an entrepreneur from heart at heart, even before you knew it. Um, and you had moving companies and, you know, of, of the sort and, and everything else, a gym, maybe like you said. Yeah. So, um, you, you've been in a lot of things to deal that really, uh, made you focus in on real estate. So it's probably, uh, my wife and I's first investment through the company. So we were, uh, I was just getting my bearings. We were probably, I don't know, three or four months in with my new partners and I was watching how it worked. So we bring in the private money, we buy the deal. The private investor would, some of our private investors don't even look at our deals. They just trust yeah. us now, right? Of course, we, we send them, we, we do the deal. We bet for them. We send them the deal, the property, the numbers, but they don't come look at the houses anymore. They don't, they don't have the time. And I was like, uh, so one of our biggest investors in the company, our, our, our biggest investor, I saw the checks going out to him for deals he's never looked at. And I was like, Rihanna, my wife, I was like, we need mm-hmm. to just do this. All right. I know it's scary. But we need to do it. We got a ton of cash sitting here, relatively speaking, and we're we're very conservative with our money. And we're and we're for the lack of better, mm-hmm. we're scared, right? But I'm watching it work, and I'm help, I'm doing it. I'm now I'm I moved into like the the chief financial officer role pretty quickly inside the company, um, and I was like I'm I'm seeing the money, I'm controlling it, I'm helping with it. it this works. People are doing this. So we were out there looking at a house and. Uh, and we were, we walked out to the truck, me and my partners, and we're like, we could do this. We could buy this house as a big rancher. It was like almost 3,000 square feet with a swimming pool. And we're running the numbers, and we're like, well, I wonder who we get as an investor. And I was just like, <laughs> I'll do it. And I think my partners were taken back because I didn't really tell them how much money I had sitting around, right? So this the, just the purchase was 115000 which in some markets is nothing, uh, but it's a big cash investment yep. for your first big deal. Right? That's a lot of money. So I said, I'll do it. And they're like, you sure? And I was like, I'll, I'll do the deal, right? And I did everything on this deal, right? Because I was so scared and I was just learning my partners, right? So did I trust them entirely? No, we were just getting started together. I I managed, it was a it was a lipstick flip. So we just kind of put carpet in there and I focused on the pool. I made the pool really nice. Mm-hmm. Like it would look yeah. like the Caribbean water. That was gonna be, and it worked. Um, but it was basically a one, I think it was a 115 purchase. We put maybe five to 8,000 in it. And we're going to put it back up for 160. It yeah. was worth 240, but it needed a lot of work. Uh, so I managed all this, uh, managed the windows that needed to change out the floor in one room and did the pool, right? I'm, I'm out there every weekend. And then I also sold it. So I did an open house. I did three open houses and I sold it off market, which helped again with my returns because no realtor. But mm-hmm. I did the whole process. And I think I made on my investment, on Rihanna and I's investment on 115, I think we made like 10. Yep. In about three months. And I was like, oh. And that's with that I was actually putting time into it, but it was still a great return. And I was like, Yeah, okay. I think we can do this. 
So that was being super nervous on one deal, having 115,000 out. So now that Rihanna and I probably, we're probably funded, not just in the company, but on outside deals as well. We, we fund anywhere from four to seven houses at a time and have upwards of over 600,000 in cash out at any given time. So that's, that's how it escalated. And now, the, you know, I'm, I'm making what some would call a good salary just on passive investment. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's a, a lot, a whole aspect of it that a lot of people don't really, uh, uh, even think about when they're entering the real estate world. Um, and now that I've been in it for a while, you know, I've uh, been introduced to people, uh, some of whom, some would say it's hard money, but when it's coming from a guy down the street, I consider that private money, yes. you know? Some people say private money is just like, you know, your friend's dead or whatever. Uh, private money to me is localized money that you can go shake hands with. Hard money is when you get on the internet, find some company that it lends you 10% right. or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I've, I've met these guys, you know, and they're, they're lending between eight and 10 points to, to, to people that walk up. Uh, originally, you might get a better rate after a, a while, but it's not going to be much. But what people don't think about is like what you said is that you got, let's just say a 10% return. Um, on your investment or 8%, but it only took you three months. So right. like, if you're, if you're going to sit here and argue with me, like, Oh, well, the, you know, the st- you know, stock market average over the last hundred years is a 7% return, this and that it could be more, but that's over a year. Right. What, what you just told me is that you can turn that four times in a year, or maybe I say it took four months, three times in a year. So really your 10% investment gets tripled to 30% or whatever it may yeah. be. And really, uh, you know, unless you're just a magic stock picker, there's not many returns that can uh, keep up with that, with that kind of. Uh, also, pace. it's secure. Yes. It's secure by an asset. So. Exactly. So worst case scenario, you foreclose on it. You have the house and you have the knowledge of how to repair it yourself and resell it for more money if you have to, because you guys already have the business in place. So kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Um, you know, one thing kind of leads to another. Um, and, and like you said, you, you sold it yourself recently last year. I went and got my real estate license because I'll just, re- I'll just list our flips. You know, it's, it's that easy. You know, and I think the minimum commission through the brokerage is like 400 bucks or $368 or something like that. So, um, no longer am I having to pay that 10, 20 grand, uh, and uh, on the uh, on the sale as well. So uh, amazing. Something that everybody should keep in mind, um, just like any business, it's, it's multifaceted and you, you know, you can go in a lot of different directions. What, you know, you've got your, your bread and butter, kind of like what the business started as and you're really good at flipping, buying um, rent to owns. And then now started, you, you build your pipeline and then you're wholesaling some properties, you guys that don't make sense for you guys. You're lending on the side. So there's a lot of different income streams com- coming in um, it helps everybody grow and, you know, uh, grow their riches, I guess you would say. So, uh, you know, you described a couple of different models, uh, you know, how, how you guys go, uh, go to bat when it comes to business. What, um, what would be some advice that you could give someone that wants to do what you're doing and maybe they're uh, just starting out and they've only got a couple of deals under their belt. And like you said, scared money don't make money. As so, uh, you know, about kind of being confident in what they're doing uh, and modeling after someone like you. Yeah. So uh, first of all, the biggest advice I give anybody is get around the right people as soon as possible. Um, if that's networking events, if, if the if the group you're around right now is just talking about it, and you've been talking about it six months, a year, chances are you're never going to do it. 
So get around people that are, are are doing it, that are already doing it, not planning on doing it, but are already doing it, and be of service to them. Some way, somehow, everybody needs something. Prove yourself to them. Prove your value. Get around them, and uh, and that will that will speed up the process of getting to your ultimate goal of getting started with this. And yes, being confident is key. Confidence comes from experience and education. Uh, you won't have the experience out the gate, but you could be educated. So read the books, watch the podcast, watch stuff like this, get on bigger pockets, educate yourself on deals, know the lingo, know how to speak. And that way, you don't really want to fake it till you make it, but you want to have the confidence when you talk with people that you have done your research, that you do understand what ROI means, that you do understand what a foreclosure is. So when you have these general conversations with people that you're just meeting, even if you haven't done a deal, at least they know you're educated on it because that saves them a lot of time and educating you on trying to, they just don't have the time. People like this don't have the time. You need to be of service mm-hmm. to them, not the other way around. You, it will come, it will reciprocate. If you help somebody else, if you help enough people, what's the quote? Um, if you help enough people get what you want, you'll get what you want in return in abundance, mm-hmm. right? So yep. that's what you need to do. Yeah, that's all great advice. Uh, and it's something else that uh, I know you used to do. I'm not sure how much you're involved in it anymore, but doing a lot of things yourself, right? That makes you confident. Knowing, how, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you have to replumb an entire house, something, something, but, but getting in there, getting dirty, starting out, uh, you know, and that, that helps you with, you know, contractors and, and, and being able to estimate your numbers and things like that, knowing the real cost and labor behind certain things, things that really aren't that hard, like changing an outlet or something, you know, that you can just knock, knock out pretty quick, uh, starting out. All that stuff comes together and helps you build confidence um, and education to a point, right? Because a lot yes. of people have analysis paralysis where they they're they watch 400 episodes of bigger pockets and still have them bought a three bed, two bath rancher, you know? So educate yourself enough that when the time is right, you can take action and pull the trigger to buy that house. Right. Cause there's never this perfect, perfect deal. And if you want to pull the trigger, get some with somebody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, all great advice. Thanks, John. Uh, and, and so what you kind of touched it, you said your ultimate goal what is the ultimate goal for you and your partners uh, as, as a so business or individually? Get this thing on cruise control. Mm-hmm. It used to be flip 100 houses a year, mm-hmm. but we've seen like the scalability is kind of difficult, not really there, not really worth our time invested. So I think if we can average 30 to 40 houses a year, but have it on cruise control and didn't do our outside businesses, I think that uh, I think that would be the goal for the flipping company. I think that we're all focused now that we're getting a little bit older and have some cash to spend. We're focused on building our rental portfolios and having that, you know, more passive income. Yeah. So, uh, so what's what's your long term business goal uh, for you and your partners? Yeah. So it's definitely getting the, the business on cruise control and just uh, like I said, flipping about forty hours a year with with a team in place, so that we're not always hands on. You know, maybe we go in the office once a week or twice a week. We're we're slowly getting there. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to find the right team and the right people. But that would be that. And we're all transitioning to buying more rentals. And my wife and I are torn between buying more rentals and just becoming private money lenders. Um, I. I the ups, there's a higher upside probably to the, not probably, there's a higher upside to having the equity and all your deals and your rentals and something that can be passed on, but you cannot yeah. get easier than private money lending. 
You just, you just can't, you, you can make outstanding returns. I actually uh, know a guy, he lives in Michigan. He had over a hundred and some rentals. He sold every single one of them and just turned into private money. He said, now all I do is manage money. That's in all of my clientele. He said, I'm going to lose on some deals. I've calculated that somebody's going to rip me off, but all of my clientele, you know, 98% are people that are, um, you know, pretty upstanding. You know, if you're if you're looking to buy real estate and know how to fund deals, you, you got to have some type of uh, responsibility to you, right? And and some people will lose and get themselves in trouble, but he doesn't lend to brand new investors. He's only lending to people that have done five or ten deals. And if you su- can successfully show the HUDs on five mm-hmm. deals, you're probably doing okay, right? And now you're a safe you're a safe borrower. And uh, and so that's what he does, you know. He, I, I don't. He does. He has over three hundred notes out at a time. That's he's doing. He's doing damn okay. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. When I first started out, I, I was I, to, to this day. I, I have not used hard money or private money. Right. I've tried to bankroll everything I can. I recently worked with a local community bank um, to get an uncollateralized credit line that I'm using personally. But like all those things that you said, take track record. Right. Like you got to be able to prove what you're doing what you're going to say you're going to do and you're making money at it. Um, but when I was first started out, I was like, Oh, I'm going to need private money. I'm going to need private money. And I, I, I found a couple of guys and, and exactly what you said. Um, this gentleman, I mean, they're doing so well that like both his kids went to, you know, VMI, Virginia military Institute, this and that college went to work for him. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they literally tore homes in Richmond, like uh, one day a week, they drive down to the beach to like the Hampton roads area. They tore homes down there on like Wednesday. Right. And they assess them. They lend them what they want to. And like, he looked me dead in my eye and said, we don't run out of money. That's awesome. Right. So he's clearly got plenty of cash, right, from doing this over the last 30 years. Uh, and now he's, he's brought two of his sons in. And they were, they're working full time with him. And, like, they're the ones doing the tours and all of that. And, I mean, that's what they do now. And it's the easiest money you can make. It's an investment that you literally is tangible. There's a physical piece of land there or a house. It's fully insured. Like, he forces you to buy his insurance policy through his agent, which God knows he's probably getting a kickback somehow. Yeah. That too, right. Um, and so it's insured if it burns out or whatever. And literally he gets his money off the hood when it's sold. Right. Um, or he'll just foreclose on you if you never sell it or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. And, and it's, and, and, and it's another thing we talk about the speed of money, the, the rotation of money. Um you know, for, for four months, it's this, which means, you know, it's really hard to get out at four months at eight, eight. Once you go for four months, it goes to 10%. And it, it's just a simple, simple model. That's it. There's no money up front. Um, he'll lend on pretty much almost 100% of the deal, um, depending on who you are. But even if, if, if it's your first deal, it's really high loan to, uh, uh, loan, loan ratio there. And, um, yeah, so it's something that people should really think about if you've got some cash sitting around, uh, getting in the right community um, and, uh, and and spending your money that way um, versus, versus having to run out to a property and put a mailbox on because it's going on the market on Tuesday <laughs> or whatever it might be. So, um, so we talked about education. When you first started out, what were like your main uh, – was there any books, uh, podcasts that really uh, you know took you to the next level and started to build your confidence? Yeah, I mean, you got the tried and true, rich dad, poor dad. A real good one for me is how to win friends and influence people. Mm-hmm. I think networking is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest skill you can have when it comes to business in general. Um, you know, uh, Grant Cardone, he, yeah, he's he's wishy-washy for me, mm-hmm. but I like I did like his 10X book. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, th- those, those right there, those three get you started. Um, I'm huge on being financial, financially savvy. So the richest man of Babylon, that was <laughs> I love that book. book. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm frugal and always will be. Yeah. I think that I thought that the more income I had, the more money I had, the, the, the less frugal I would be. But I think it's, I think it's a skill set almost and it got me here. And so I'm not going to just drop it. And so I, my name on Instagram is the frugal investor. Yeah. So that's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the frugal investor, uh, and uh, that kind of leads us in. Where where can people find out more about you? I know you've got uh, a YouTube channel, Instagram. What else do you got going on? So yeah, actually, the biggest thing I'm pitching lately because I think it can help the most people is my wife and I started a uh, Discord called More Than Money, and you can find it through Patreon. It's twenty five bucks a month, and you get access to us uh, through a forum. But we also go live about twice a week, and we just talk about money, real estate investing. Um, budgeting, saving, relationships and finance. And we just teach people how we reach financial freedom in our 30s. And we want to teach, help people, help more people get there. You know, each one teach one. Uh, but if you also want to find just some of my social media content, YouTube, John Scholler, uh, you know, I just passed 13,000 subscribers. So that's kind of growing for me. And then on Instagram, the frugal investor. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's how I found you. Um, John has some great content out there. His YouTube videos are getting thousands and thousands of views. It's not like there's four people watching it. So um, he's definitely doing something that's uh, beneficial uh, to the real estate community and people are learning from him. He also might real quickly tell you about touring abandoned Caribbean resorts. So what what island was that on and what was the story behind that? So, yeah, we were uh, we just went to the Virgin Islands for two weeks and uh, we were in St. John and St. Thomas. Uh, we split it up and we got to St. Thomas and next door to our resort was this humongous resort, over 300 rooms. And it just looks like it's sitting there. Nobody's there. And you could actually walk to it if you scaled down our beach and walked over some rocks. And I was like, you know what? I tour homes on my YouTube yeah. homes before and after. So why not do a resort tour? And uh, there was no no trespassing signs. So we walked through, not the whole thing. We didn't have time for that. But we walked through a majority of it and toured it. And the video is up. And uh, it's crazy that it just looked like it was somebody hit the pause button and walked away. That's from crazy. It. Yeah. So if, you, if you're looking for that uh, that little story, uh, the Frugal Investor on uh, Instagram, the link tree on there, the link in all his YouTube and all of that yep. stuff. Uh, we'll definitely link it in the, the show notes as well, in the podcast notes. Um, but just to kind of end it, um, on uh, uh, something we've touched on a couple of spots with, within our talk here is, you know, freedom. And that's what allowed you to go for that two-week vacation in the Virgin Islands, right? Being frugal, not buying the, the newest Gucci bag, not going out and getting your brand new car every three years. Things like that compound over time and allow you to start investing. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of ways out there to invest. We've talked about a bunch. There's a lot of ways to make money when it comes um, and, and real estate. But at the end of the day, it's about being financially uh, free, uh, which allows you to you know not call into your nine to five and explore or do whatever you want to put time, play golf or whatnot. So uh, you know, we thank you today, John. Uh, go visit all of his. Uh, uh, YouTube uh, and Instagram page. I think he's even got a TikTok too. It'll link into all that. There's some exciting (laughs) content, not only about houses, but about uh, ways to save money. Um, And then check out his Patreon. I think there's a lot of people that can benefit from just a little financial knowledge, something that um, our school system does not do that great of a job in teaching our kids nowadays. So thanks for your time, John. Uh, We loved having you here. And uh, until we meet again. 
Thank you for listening to another amazing episode of Your Biggest Deal. Please like, subscribe, and share with friends. And don't forget to tag Your Biggest Deal on Facebook and Instagram. To connect with Joseph Williams or for questions and feedback, visit yourbiggestdeal.com. Thank you for listening and learning. Now, it's time to take action. Yeah.